0: I would say Shakespeare was the Christopher Nolan of his <laughs> Welcome back to Hate Spinner the podcast where we hate spinner bait, but we love when parents are nice to their children. Yeah. I Oh, man. Oh, the rants we are going to go on today, everyone. This, whoo, this is going to be an episode. Ugh, I'm boy. Mike Lan, and with me as always is Bethany. Bethany, how's it going? It's going pretty good we have some things to discuss but I will say that the cure for everything I just I'm at my parents house recording um it's happening y'all it's football season there's gonna be a lot of going back and forth to Gainesville um but anyways so my parents house and I literally pulled up my dog is like in an adorable dog car seat. Okay. She's wearing a cheerleading uniform. It's adorable. Envision it. So cute. I pull up and my mom, my dad, speaking of good parents, my mom, my dad, and my nieces and nephews are all waiting outside for me. Like it was a little welcome parade. And I just like immediately was handed a baby. What's better than that? Like, you know, got some baby snuggles. My All my nieces and nephews were so excited to see me and Luna, maybe Luna more than me, but that's okay. I get it. Same. I understand and way it was it was great so I just spent the last like 20-30 minutes hanging out with them and now we're recording so I was like wow I really needed that because I have a lot of rage <laughs> about yes. what we are reading the things we have to discuss and also the divorce that we have to discuss so I really needed some like baby cuddles and niece and nephew like love before we got into it also I just want to say that I, the other day when I was reading, I was like, why do these people make my blood boil when like they, we just read Lock and Key where like Ruby's mom abandons her and Nate's dad is like an abusive asshole. Like why do these people round me up so much? You know, like they're terrible, but like, not to say like, it could be like, that's a terrible thing to say, but I was like, this is, I think the again you all know how we feel always have to preface but you know how we feel about joanne these days but to use the harry potter analogy of these parents are the professor on bridges right like this is the everyday evil that we all like know like we all know people like this right and then like the parents in lock and key are voldemort and it's like yeah you know that voldemort exists out there you know that that kind of evil but like, you don't run into that kind of evil every day. So you're like, oh yeah, like he's a bad guy. But Umbridge, like we all know Professor Umbridge. And I think that's what these parents are. Like these are the parents, like these are the people you're like, we deal with this in everyday society. And it's so, like, that's why it gets us like so riled up, you know? <laughs> yes, that's an excellent analogy. And um, a couple things. One, you might hear lo-fi in the background because I have to play lo-fi every single day for my dogs or they bark all night. And also, yes, that's an excellent, excellent. I love that. <laughs> but yeah. I just, I had this epiphany as I was reading the other day. Cause I was just like the, the notes I have written. <laughs> oh like, my God. Like oh, yeah. I was getting Ugh. so fired up and I was like, God, like these people are really firing me up as they should. And like, I thought that Nate's dad was terrible. I was so upset about what happened to Ruby and like, all the other terrible destined parents, don't get me wrong. But I was like, I just think it's because we all know people like this. Like this is so much more of a common everyday thing that it like gets to you more in a weird way. Um, it's like socially you know. acceptable, terrible parenting. Yeah, basically. exactly. Like obviously people are going to call Child Protective Services on you if you're beating your child. Like everyone's like, that's a no-no, you know? Um, But something like this, it's like, oh. it's like <laughs> that's what are you complaining an- about? <laughs> no Beating your kids? That's a big no-no. <laughs> we at Hate Center Bay would like to take the stance that we do not believe in beating your children. <laughs> oh, Bold. Geez. Bold thing to say. I know. So crazy. Oh. So wild. So wild. But before we get into hashtag ride rants, everyone get that, children. hashtag ride rants. Um... <laughs> We have to discuss some news that legitimately really shook us to the core this week. <laughs> it rocked my world. And you know what? The way my feelings about it started one way and now we're at the end of the week and they're they're different. So I, I need to talk about my train of emotions. Oh, yes. Okay. Hemi. So the first thing I I hear it. I say they get they got divorced. Somebody actually um in the hate spinner bait chat uh, DMs let me know and I was like what the fuck. So also to clarify in case no one knows who we're talking about cuz I don't think we've actually said it. We are obviously talking about the Joe Jonas <laughs> Sophie Turner thing like we just started talking oh, like right. everyone went now. <laughs> We're like, everyone knows, right? Y'all saw the news. Yeah. But just yeah, if, yeah. and if you're the one person out there who doesn't know who got divorced this week, that's who you're referencing. Okay. Okay. Yes. So my first thought was like, oh my God, I'm devastated because I felt like they had such a beautiful, true love. That song, Hesitate by the Jonas Brothers. Whew, it really mm. gets you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started. I was very depressed. I was like, this is awful. They're such good people. But then... Mm. Joe Jonas's team did a little bit of a smear campaign on our girl and I have different feelings now I'm like fuck you Joe Jonas (laughs) team Sophie all the way (laughs) was there any doubt that we were gonna side with the woman in this case obviously obviously like at first Hi, i was totally <laughs> neutral i was like oh this is sad for both of them you're like oh, i'm just sad for their love and their like child and children yeah like it's just it was sad children oh my god that's right i forgot that they have two kids um one of them's like fresh i like die totally like yeah one of yeah what okay that is the thing and i understand that obviously like again we have said it a million times and we're not the first people to say it, but like social media is fake like and yeah. it like it's not real. Like, it's a curated version that you put online of, you know, stuff, whatever. But, um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Hit the, like, where my mic is, basically, with my pen. I have to do something like that, like, once an episode, I swear. But anyways, and it's just crazy to see their Instagrams and, like, what they were doing recently, like, the sightings. Like, you're, like, two weeks ago there, they were happy, duh, duh, duh. And then it's, like, divorce, you know? So, it's, like, obviously, I you know, it's curated and you have to keep up appearances. And, again, just because you're heading for a divorce means doesn't necessarily mean that like you don't still love each other and that there aren't still complicated feelings and whatever. But yeah, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Fresh baby. And two weeks ago, everything's fine. And then boom, here's this. And that's just, it's wild to me. Absolutely. Yes. They're Joe's camp or somebody started some sort of Sophie's a bad mom. She's always partying. She's never with the kids. Um, Obviously that's, gotta be bullshit because Sophie's done many interviews where she talks about how she is a homebody right and I want to mention somebody sent me a video of Joe Jonas performing at one of his shows this week crashed absolutely Mm. shit faced and I'm like okay so we're still gonna try to run with the Sophie is a too much of a partier story because right who's shit faced on stage Joe Jonas yeah that sounds fake. The second that one of them starts trying to trash the other, like, you know, who the real, I don't want to say villain. Cause again, this is real. It's not like, Oh, bad guy, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he is a villain, but you you know that there's gotta be something that they want to hide. Yes. And so they're immediately going to turn the narrative to, Oh, it's her. It's her. It's her. So it's like, okay, clearly it's him. <laughs> like yes. the second that that happens, it's the same thing with that whole, Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis thing. Like, they wanted to make Jason Sudeikis look like a bad guy so badly that I was, like, clearly Olivia <laughs> Wilde. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like not to, like... But, and again, I'm not saying whatever, that, like, there's a good guy or a bad guy, and I just, like, want their kids to, like, have a normal life, whatever that means, as normal as they can, considering that their parents are both celebrities. And same goes for Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, whatever, which I do respect that they've, like, very much hidden them from the public eye. But, yeah, it's just... The second, yeah, that, like, one of the the people's... And, again, I'm not even saying it's a them. Like, obviously, it's their their PR team, but still. Yeah. Um The Don't Worry Darling, Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, like, whole thing yeah. really had me in a chokehold. That was, like, a huge cultural yeah. moment that I couldn't look away from. It was fascinating. It really was. And just, like, the more that came out about Olivia Wilde during, the, like, the weird, the whole... Miss Flow and the video to yes. Shia and what I, cause I okay, I was so disappointed and honestly actually I'm gonna reference Oh my god, my dog just got rid really of the baby um, I'm gonna reference the <laughs> <I'm> no, <laughs> like, nope, that's my dog. Um I'm going to reference Smart later in a discussion because Ooh, yes. I, this is a part of this book reminded me very much of that movie. And I really liked Olivia Wilde. And I liked what she was like doing, you know, as a director and whatever. And I was excited for Don't Worry Darling and whatever. And then it was just like so weirdly tainted because I was like, I don't like know what's going on with this lady. And, you know, whatever. But also, yeah. So I was excited for Don't Worry Darling because it seemed like a really cool premise. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this movie has the potential to be a really good story. But somewhere along the way, somebody dropped a ball and it like shattered. Like that should have been an amazing movie. And it was really kind of subpar. Right. Yeah. I still have not watched it. And I have meant I've been like meaning to because I'm just, again, it's just I'm fascinated by that whole just everything about. Just everything about everything with that. You have to watch it. I'm fascinated by, so I, I like, I need to. It's really, y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on that. It's gonna be my goal by the end of this month. I will have watched that movie. That is the goal I am setting. Oh, also, this is sorry. This beginning is gonna be like so sporadic, and I have a few more thoughts about this whole Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas thing, but. I think I may have made Michael Ann the happiest person ever the other day, because I keep getting these ads for the golden bachelor. Yeah. I'm not a bachelor girly. Okay. And I texted Michael Ann and I was like, I think I got to get in on this. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited. So I might be about to be a bachelor. I've watched the bachelor in the bed, but I haven't watched in like a really, really long time. Nope. Um, but this intrigues me, this very much intrigues me. And I was like, listen, I might have to get in on this. So y'all might be hearing some Bachelor updates at the top of the episode. I feel like even. Because even, we might be both watching. Even if you don't watch The Bachelor, which I do religiously, I'm very attached to the show. Hmm. Um, I still think The Golden Bachelor is going to be interesting to watch because yes. it's like a 74 year old man. How yeah. is it going to work? what's the situation I'm so intrigued to see what it's like with people in their their golden years like that yeah like is there you know like what's it gonna be like with all these women like is it gonna be yeah it's like what are the vibes are they is it gonna be like wow no matter what the age when everyone's fighting over one person's attention like you know things are gonna like like I'm just interested on on like what it's going to be like I guess with all of this I can't even imagine but I can't wait for that shit show I can't wait it's gonna be so good so good good. that's the trashy great reality tv I'm here for yes sign me up up. let's do it (laughs) but yeah I just I don't know anytime divorces happen in the media in the public eye there's always a those people that are like why do we care oh all celebrities get divorced whatever which like I just hate I hate those comments and it's like oh you but like you took the time to comment so like you're so cool Mm -hmm. first of all but second of all it's like parasocial relationships are a thing okay like it it happens we all have them like we all are rooting for these people yes I know I don't know them whatever but so that's first thing second thing is that yeah nine times out of ten the woman does get villainized and it just, it swings both ways. Y'all like divorce is very rarely just one person did a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that neither, or again, no one even necessarily had to do a quote unquote bad thing, you know? But yeah, it's just, it's very interesting that it's always automatically, well, like, what did she do? Is she a bad mom? Is she a bad wife? Is she a bad this, this, that, and the other thing? And no one's over here being like, what did Joe Jonas do? You know? Right. They're like, Joe has had to watch the kids. And it's like, well, they're his kids. Yeah, he is their father, so I'm not really sure what the issue is with that. <laughs> He's in the UK filming a movie. She hasn't worked in a long time to focus on being a mother. She's back to work, and all of a sudden, that's a problem. All I'm exactly thing. so yeah. Also, those are those are, our, those are our thoughts. Those are our feelings. Something I have been holding back from saying because it. I was like, this is going to be controversial. People are going to be mad at me, but. <laughs> I'm going to say it now. Let it out. Four albums, one tour is just the poor man's version of the Eras Tour. Mm.
1: It's the Eras mm, Tour, a-
0: great value. They're doing the same thing. They're copying her. <laughs> and I'm not into it. Mr. Perfectly Fine. This is what happens, okay? All women are always come up with great concepts and men are like, "But could we steal that?" Exactly. <laughs> they're like, Oh, we have a lot of albums over a money years as well. Let's do it. Let's let's do a thing. Yeah, y'all wish you were Taylor. And I'm sorry, you're just not. You're <laughs> it's just not. It's just not. Mm. No, it's not. That ain't that ain't it. it. Well, I'm glad you let that out. To be honest, yeah. I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that will probably somehow be less controversial than my thoughts on Thanksgiving food. So if it makes you feel any better. I think I still probably reign supreme in in controversial takes on this podcast. True. <laughs> Very true. That's because I've cut my most controversial takes out in the edits. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, I'm smart enough to take those out in the edits. So y'all don't know about those. Also, okay, so I was listening to... As you all know, for the umpteenth time, I'm going to name drop the podcast maintenance days or big maintenance days, girlies. Um, someone showed that I subscribed to them on Apple Pods to get the bonus content because oh, I yeah. just need more of it in my life. And they've both been really busy lately. So, like, they haven't been coming out with, like, as regular episodes. So, like, at least if you get the bonus episodes, it kind of, like, I don't know, I get my fix. But anyways, they did, like, an Ask Me Anything one. And they were talking about, like you know obviously different like topics and stuff but also just like some of it was about them and it was cracking me up because they were saying that like they like the way that they come across like their relationship with each other it comes across in the podcast is very much they're like this is just how we would sit around and talk to each other if like we weren't recording this for a podcast yeah. and so then Michael Hobbs was like yeah which is like not very true for a lot of podcasts and I was like Oh really? Because I only know from the one I've done, and I was like, yeah, like the way we work. Rec- this is just what we would talk about if we weren't recording. Like there's so. So I'm like, oh yeah, like this just really is our conversation. And there's like so much we cut out because we'll be like, oh my god, wait, did I tell you about this situation? Yeah. Like we're in the middle of talking about Dustin, and we're like, wait, yep, did I tell you this hot goss? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spill this tea real quick, and then we have to like cut, and then we are like trying to remember where we were in the middle because literally so many times I'm like, where were we? <laughs> Went on like ten tangents, but yeah. So I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Like people get together in podcasts and they like don't like each other. Like I, you just spent so much time talking to them, but like, how could you not? Like you know. But anyways, it was just a funny thing. They were like, "Yeah, like what you see is what you get." Like this is just kind of how we talk to each other. And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I think like that's probably very abundantly clear with this podcast." <laughs> but, but it just cracked me up because I was like, "Oh, like I can't imagine like having to talk to somebody if you like didn't like talking. That's weird." Yeah so yeah this just is our dynamic this is it just on on and off the mic yeah <laughs> a thousand percent <laughs> <laughs> oh Ooh, i was gonna B. say before you watch don't worry darling go mm. back in time and do one of two okay. things or both either mm. read the steppard wives story okay or listen to the hates the hates of eight The you're wrong about episode about the Stepford Wives. Maybe watch the movie as well, and then watch Still Water, darling. And then we're starting. Okay. And then let me know, because I need to talk about how I need to compare it to that movie, and nobody has, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm like the Stepford Wives. How do people not know Stepford Wives? What? What are these uncultured (laughs) swine? It's because we're English majors. We're like we had to study this shit. I, yeah, I guess. got bangs today and it's very distracting. I told her that I think that they give off some Taylor Swift vibes and I like them. But you know how it is when you get bangs. It's like you go back and you're like, yes, I want to do it. And then you're like, this was a mistake. Oh, no, I like them today. Like, it's just a constant battle. So It's just yeah. the tricky thing is my hair is like wants to part in the middle. So my bangs mm. want to part in the middle. And so it's just a lot right. of fighting with my like natural like part line that it wants to do yeah you kind of have to like train it for a few days probably Mm -hmm. to get it to stop doing that I feel like yes any other thoughts and feelings before we want to recap this? Oh, also, um, you've probably already seen on Instagram because I'm sure Mike Land will have already changed the schedule on this, <laughs> but because we knew that we had to discuss the JoJo and Sophie Turner slash also just because we're us and we know ourselves well enough at this point, the three chapters that we assigned to read this worker, hello, there are like a hundred pages yeah. and we're like, that's cute. We're not going to be able to discuss all of that. So we're only doing seven and eight. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. No chapter nine. So we're gonna discuss two chapters because we just have too damn much to say. Um, sorry, not sorry. I yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, basically all I want to say about the Sophie Turner Joe Jonas thing is that I'm very sad for them both. Regardless of what's happening, divorce is not like a fun. Um, right. Even if it's like coming, even like if something happened, it's just not a good time, especially when you have kids. Um, she did just have a baby though, and she does struggle with mental health issues. So just keep that in the Mm -hmm. back of your, your brain sickle. Um, also I, another thing I wanted to say is Taylor Swift has been seen out and about this week in some of the gayest Mm. outfits I have ever seen somebody wear. If this woman, they're pretty gay. They're pretty gay. Like, I'm sorry, but no this is this is queer Taylor queer Taylor is here and that's all I have to say Michael Ann texted me one of them <laughs> and she was like this is the queerest outfit I've ever seen and I was like damn you're right <laughs> like yeah. you're not wrong <laughs> I'm like I'm no straight so, person is dressing like that okay it just yeah yeah I mean it just yeah no I I I think it's a well-made argument And that's that's you're gonna have to post it but um when we drop this episode you have to post it and everyone's gonna need to see it that hasn't already seen it and because i'm sure other people have probably seen this outfit already and they'll be like ah yes yes i get it now (laughs) this is queer taylor and i have that i have a pretty strong theory that 1989 was her coming out album but she didn't publicly come out And so now we're in the new 1989 era. She's dressing gay. Most of her tour openers were gay. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. we might get a queer tailored (laughs) outfit. Or you know what? She can just live her life and not tell anybody and that's fine too. Right. We're cool either way. way. We're chill. Cool either way. Honestly, it it. would be better if she didn't come out because then Mm -hmm. I would still have a hobby to do. (laughs) You're like, if she just comes out and confirms all my theories, then what am I going to do in my spare time? What the fuck am I going to do? What's even the point? (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Should we we start this? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Would you like to recap us? Would you like to take it away? How annoyed we've been at these parents? Yes. And you know what I told myself? I was like, I'm going to write down the recap because I'm always fumbling through it. And did I? No. So time to no. fumble. Let's um, say like keep on keeping on. So Auden is our MC. She has two parents who are both pretty terrible. Um, dad is married to a twenty-six-year-old who just had a baby, and he's. Not great, um, to say the least. (laughs) She (laughs) put works at Heidi's store with a couple gals the same age as her. She has a lot of ingrained misogyny. And where we left off... Oh my god, so much happens in these chapters that we read. Where we left off, she was kind of like (laughs) dipping her toe in being social by like going to the bike park by herself and just like Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. dipping her toe she's she's new to this whole thing so yeah yeah she's new to the world of being a teenager which is is obviously kind of funny because she is a teenager but yeah since her parents have raised her to be a mini adult her whole life she yeah it's kind of kind of learning how yes so chapter seven lucky number th- seven <laughs> lucky i just looked down and i saw this and so i was like lucky number seven <laughs> i was gonna get. i don't know i don't know why that just <laughs> happened seven that is the word i'm looking for not seven yeah oh, already <laughs> um this okay so yeah so she's talking about Heidi our girl Heidi Heidi the only good parent honestly so far in this honestly she's talking about her and all the things that she worries about which is called being a new mother especially when it's your first child then by the time you have like the second or third you're like well whatever um at least that's kind of what I've seen from my sisters I'm just kidding obviously they love their children all the same (laughs) but they are just much less stressed yeah yeah they're not as paranoid about every little thing so she was talking about, you know, she worries everything. Is she sleeping enough? Is she sleeping too much? Is this ringworm? Is this eczema? Is she getting enough tummy time? This, that, the other thing. All these different things that she's worried about. So she says that, you know, all these things that she worries about, she, Auden, is worried that she's about to give this be a, a identity crisis because she is calling her Caroline, which obviously is not what she considers her name to be. And so she's like, I thought her name was Thisbe, you know, what's that? And she didn't even realize that Anna was the room. So she's like, I've been caught. And she finally just has to admit it. She's like, I don't like the name. And that honestly just really pisses me off (laughs) because, You, as the mother, get the uterus vote, okay? And I think that you should get, like, an effing say in your child's name. You're the one that has to carry it for nine months. You're the one that has to deliver it. You're the one that's going to wake up in the middle of the night to feed it. And let's face it, dad is doing jack shit, so you should get all say in what this child was named, okay? But alas, father had all the say in what she was named. And in a second, we're going to read about how he basically sasses her about the Middle East. Oh. But first, our Lord and Savior. I'm pretty... It has to be the Isabel. It definitely is. Isabel. Yeah. Is mentioned. And I'm like... Ah! I was like, I knew I left Heidi for a reason. She's friends with Isabel. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that's what she wanted to name her after. Which, first of all, excellent namesake because Isabel is a legend. Absolutely. And I was just so excited to hear her referenced. Um... Which, okay, so that is another clue that this book has to kind of go around the same time that Keeping the Moon takes place. Because Heidi's 26, and we place Isabel at probably what we said, like, early 21, 22, that kind of. And if, so she, I assume, would be about Heidi's age. So I guess this book, per canon, probably takes place, like, three or four years after Keeping the Moon yeah I don't know I guess maybe yeah I was estimating like these are my thoughts I was estimating like four to six years after yeah yeah that's fair I think that's a fair assessment and I kind of like that four to six years later um Foley still works at last chance yes relatable I agree I like that she's like Still going to Colby. Like, that yes. clearly shows that she's going to Colby still. So, like, that means that I'm like, oh, so she's hanging with Mira. And, like, yeah, so that makes me happy to know that she's, like, still around, you know? Maybe she lives there now. Oh, you know what? I hope so, honestly. That's my oh, headcanon. I'm very happy. She went there for a summer I like and it, it changed her life. Yeah. And she's like, this is where I want to put down me roots. Yes. I love that. So um she kind of goes on about the fact that she's like you know why didn't you push more to like get the name that you wanted and she's like your father wanted to have a literary name he said isabel was too pedestrian common that with it she'd never have a chance at greatness but i worry this be is just too unusual too exotic and i was like dude it's a name like if you're that like worried that like what a Absolute pretentious dick. Too pedestrian and common of a name. Like, come on. <laughs> also, Isabel is Heidi's best friend and the godmother of Phizby. Right. And he's like, if her name's Isabel, she can never reach greatness. It's like, oh yeah, okay. So you're telling me my best friend is not reaching greatness? Like, what the fuck? Kind of- mm-hmm. And he says some real fucked up shit here in a couple minutes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And also, I was like, I know Isabel personally okay and she is great so how dare you (laughs) like how dare you robert you were already on really thin ice with me and now you're dead to me basically like you're a terrible human being dead to me 100 percent. which is an excellent tv show and not well known so if anyone ever has the chance to watch the show dead like me it is only two seasons get on it but it's very good and the movie i've heard of it But I have, I don't think I've ever watched it. No, I'm, no, I don't think I've ever watched it, but I know of what you speak. And I, I have heard that it is very good. It is very good. So. Auden is like, well, just call her Caroline. If you don't like Bisbee." Caroline is her real name. A lot of people go by their real name. Right. Um, And then that is when dad walks in and he's like, who's being called Caroline? And Auden's like well I mean I was just saying it's the baby's middle name and he's like middle name and only because her mother insisted. I wanted to name her Thisbe Andromeda. Andromeda. Thisbe Andromeda. In what fucking world? Anyway. (laughs) Um, Like what you're basically saying hi my name is pretentious like oh seriously. And like and I, only because her mother insisted. Like, how dare her mother, How the audacity of the woman that is giving birth to this child have a say in the baby's name. Only because she insisted. Oh, go step on a Lego, dude. Seriously. Seriously. God. And then he's like, "Um, yeah, he's like, it's powerful, memorable, and it can't be shortened or cutified, which is how a name should be. If you're an Ashley or a Lisa and not an Auden, Do you think you'd be so special? Yeah, he is taking full credit for her being the person she is, all because he came up with her name. Also, screw you. He's literally saying, like, without your name, you wouldn't be special. Like, the person you are is not special. It's simply your name that makes you special. And Heidi says, Mm -hmm. I think that while names are important, it's the that's the person who really defines themselves yeah i would have to agree with you yeah there. heidi thank you for trying to make Auden not feel like absolute shit what the fuck <laughs> right i was so pissed when i read this i was like i just need to sit down for a second and yep. When Oof. my blood was boiling when I read. I was like, whoa, way to start this chapter off, Sarah. Like, God. Seriously. <laughs> You've got me heated. <laughs> I am in a rage. <laughs> and then we Absolutely in a rage. We find out that um, Auden's middle name is Penelope. Auden Penelope. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Penelope's not bad. I was actually reading I think this, that's cute. And I was like, Penelope yeah, is like a that. super cute name, actually. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a cute. one. Yeah. I I, th- I actually think that goes like it flows well. Auden Penelope, like that's cute. Yeah. So I'm into that. Also, I don't know who the poet Auden is. So, yeah, I can't can't say I'm familiar. So that probably means that everyone in Auden's family would think that I'm an absolute idiot. But <laughs> I'm fine with that. I, ha- <laughs> I don't really want their approval. I have an English degree, <laughs> but I didn't. I don't. I'm not a poetry person. But he's a poet, oh, right? God. Auden is a poet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's a poet. I, okay. I'm not big on poetry. Listen, I, yeah, no. And I know so many. And like, once you tell people that you like, you're into creative writing and you're like in a creative writing class, everyone just automatically assumes you're like writing beat poetry. And I'm like, nope, no. nope, nope, nope. I can't for the... Don't ask me to write. I have no idea. That is not my specialty. No, anytime. (laughs) Rock on to all those people that can, but not for Anytime we had to write poetry in any of my creative writing classes, I just completely bullshitted. I didn't even think about it. I was like, I hate poetry. I just, I don't get it. But I will say that my friend Victoria writes beautiful poetry. I will say. There you go. But I can't write it and I have no interest, really. Yeah, no. That's, that's not my forte. It's never going to be my forte. I've accepted that, and I'm okay with it, personally. Yes. I'm very okay Me with too. it. Me too. I also don't give a shit about Shakespeare. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, No. Yeah. Any really? <laughs> if I'm being real honest, most classics I don't give a shit about. Yeah. And again, it's just like, it's a bunch of dudes yeah. writing stuff that I just don't care about. Right. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I was forced to care about for so many years because it's like all you read in school. And I was like, I don't like why do I care about what this and again, I was someone who my favorite subject in school to like just to clarify, my favorite subject in school was English. Yeah. Thousand percent. And yet still, I'm like, no, they are just certain I'm never just never liked Shakespeare, never liked like any of those like the Greek tragedies or anything like that. Mm-mm, not for me. No thank you. I like the concept of the Greek tragedies, but they're so long that i'm like Ugh. um also it's like in every shakespeare like a woman meets a horrible end it's like why do i yeah. want to continuously read stories about women meeting horrible ends i would say shakespeare was the christopher nolan of his <laughs> make a comparison um I guess you could say that Chris Nolan is the Shakespeare of our time but I think it's much funnier to say I think so too. that Shakespeare was the Christopher Nolan of his time that's that's better to me. oh my god that is an excellent comparison <laughs> in my humble opinion I do like that Auden is like almost as riled up as we are by her dad like not as quite because again she just has so much like ingrained and internalized misogyny from being raised by the parents that she was raised by but she kind of does a little like f you to her dad by deciding to come up with a nickname because his like thing is like oh I don't like cutesy shortened names I don't like nicknames for people like call them by their professional he's someone who like definitely has everyone's like full names in his phone you know context kind of thing. Um, which is such a man thing to do? Do you have people's full names in your uh, like in your contacts? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was like that. Look tells me yes. I think that's also like a businessy thing to do. I've never like like now that you're like in the corporate world, you know what I mean? Like I think that's just like what people do. Because like all my friends who are like that, like they they like share their contact with me, and it's like their full name and their like email and whatever. And I'm like, I just have people in like I have if someone shares their contact with me I have it like that but if I put it in personally I don't do that like this is just this person's name whatever I do have some people that I just have their first name or a nickname or something and then there's a few from college I was going through my contacts actually a little while ago I was like I gotta clear this shit out and there's like don't answer this guy there's one that's like don't pick up (laughs) shifts from this guy it's like it's like coded like don't no shift trades (laughs) That's so funny um and i it's Uh. i'm like i gotta clear this shit out (laughs) but yeah she comes up with the name um isby for her because it's a little it's a little bit of what heidi wanted which was isabel and it's a cutesy shortened version of thisby and i was like yes stick it to the man then we go to Basically, it's a rainy day that she's heading into work. And she was saying she's so used to, you know, beach life. It's the sun, it's the sand that you, like, forget that, like, there are other seasons or other types of weather. And she straight up just forgot to pack a rain jacket. And she has to head into work. And it's been a stormy, gross day in Colby. And she has to borrow one of Heidi's rain jackets. And, of course, Heidi only has pink rain jackets, which... Honestly, I love the fact she has three different pink rain jackets. Like, I'm jealous of that. Like, I have one rain jacket. I don't have any. I was like, get a Heidi. I don't have any. (laughs) You know what? You should get a rain jacket. It's a game changer. I invested in one a few years ago because living in Orlando, I'm going to the theme parks all the time. It's not it like. You can't really carry an umbrella around Disney easily. Like, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, and I hate ponchos. So I was like, you know what? I'm buying a rain jacket. And it's always in my bag now. Like, it's just, it's there. If it rains, I'm good to go. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Yes. Here I am selling, selling you on a rain jacket. But, so she has three. And I'm like, who has three rain jackets? Like, what a legend. Seriously. So she has three different ones. And so she heads out in the one that is called, I believe, Dusky Pink. Light pink, bright pink, light pink, and light dusty pink. pink. She took light. Pink. That's yeah. She picked light pink because she thought it was the the least garish, and it's so cold in the office that she just like keeps it on because she's freezing. Probably because you know it's wet outside, it's gloomy, and then the AC's on and and she's cold. And all of a sudden, you know, Maggie's working. It's it's quiet. It's just this rainy day, and all of a sudden she you know hears the door chime. And Maggie goes to greet the customer, as she always does, because as we said, she is an excellent salesperson. And her freaking mother walks in, and if her dad hadn't already gotten me so riled up, oh boy, does the mom just absolutely, like, nail in the coffin of me getting riled up in this chapter. First of all, like, the first thing she says maggie says hi there can i help you find anything and the first thing she says is an insult she goes oh dear god no i'm just looking for my daughter she's like oh god no. i'm just looking for my daughter and then she- that's honestly how i imagine yes. her talking <laughs> like when i read her like that is the voice i imagine 100 yes she finds something uh named Bootyberry, and i have to say that she's being extremely condescending and rude and Maggie is handling it like a fucking champ. Yep. She's handling it like a 100%. champ. And I love that for her. I can't do that anymore. I do not have that in me anymore. I <laughs> like I just don't. I'm like you're being pretentious. I'm either going to ignore you or if I have to talk to you, it's going to be short and direct. Um the way Auden's mom deals with a customer service person in this shop and the way she deals with people at a restaurant in a few minutes mm. I was like you are my least favorite type of like person like you were oh like mm, and you know there's no need there's no need to be rude to someone whose job is to greet you when you're walking into a store oh dear god no just be like oh I'm actually just looking for my daughter that's all you had to say like Jesus I you just know that Auden's mom tips fifteen percent and thinks it's generous. You just know. Yep. You just know. Oh, and she's definitely looking down. Yes. At every single person who works in the serious industry, like these. <laughs> she's that person who's like, mm. I once had a, a snooty old man. This she is this person, the, the snooty old man that I had one day. Who? Oh my god. I like maybe I've said this on the pod before, but um. So I'll I'll make the story short, but uh he randomly asked like uh because my name tag like at work you're when you worked at universal it said where you're from and mine said Gainesville, and so he's like oh did you go to school at the university there and i said yes sir you know and i was like very proud of that my parents would have disowned me if i didn't and he goes this is what you're doing with your degree <laughs> no mm. wow. if i didn't want to try to get a tip off of that man i would have literally Decked him and that I can't throw a punch. I want I'm not a violent person, but if I had ever wanted to punch someone in my life, it was that moment, let me tell you. And that is the vibe that I get off of Auden's mom. Like, she would be that person who's like, hmm. This is is what you're doing. This is the profession you chose. I I was like, also, like, you don't know anything about my life. Like, maybe I was in, like, med school at the time working that whatever. I wasn't. And also, that doesn't make me less of a person that I wasn't. But I was like, you know nothing about me, dude. Dude, that's why I can't work customer service. Because if somebody said that to me, uh, my entire demeanor would change for the rest of the meal. I had one guy at the beginning of a meal. I definitely said this on the podcast. Tell me, I didn't know how to pronounce my own name. Yes, and he did not get good service, and I don't. Care. Yeah, no. Nor did he deserve no. good service after no. that. And then he's like, "Your yeah. tips suffered," and I'm like, "Oh, so did your service, bitch. So did your service." <laughs> You're like, I gave you the service that was that was warranted. Yes. Okay. I give thank you, thank you so what much. you deserve. <laughs> yeah, and you deserve very little. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I can't believe the yeah. audacity to say that yeah. to you to a complete stranger like I I had talked to this man for probably five minutes in his total dining experience he'd been there for like a half hour hadn't even gotten his food yet had come to like refill his drinks and that is what he said to me and I was just like and I walked away vented to the side station and then yeah I'm not gonna lie did I check back on that table that much no sure didn't no. <laughs> Quick rant. Another thing about shit like this is he knows that you have to be nice to him no matter what. Like, he knows that this can't be a discussion. It's like when tables try to talk to you about politics. It's like, what exactly do you think I'm going to say to you right now? Because I cannot have this conversation. And even worse, something that really frosts my flakes is customers... Who say and do sexual things. Mm-hmm. I recently found out that Andrew had a table of older women and men who were saying incredibly mm-hmm. inappropriate things to him his entire time serving them, and then the man touched his thigh. And I was like, I won't go find nose. this man and I'm going to fucking punch him because in no way, shape, or form. Is it ever okay to touch anybody that you don't know? Don't touch anybody. Anybody that you don't know. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But when you know that like they can't- Say anything. Like what? basically you are cornering someone in a situation like that. If you go into someone's workplace and you hit on them, you know that they cannot leave that situation. Like they have to continue waiting on you or, you know, taking care of you. And again, wherever their workplace may be, they have to continue interacting with you. So like why, like why do people think that's okay? And it happens literally every day. Yeah. Ugh, like it just it's it's, mm. it's like you're it, yeah like these people you can't escape the you can't escape you can't leave like and you just have to sit here and deal with this I had a guy who like sat on the railing at trail's end and stared at me for my whole shift basically and I was like and then what was I gonna do I had to stay at the right. fucking host stand it's like yeah what is what 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 people are so disturbing, people are so it's disturbing. just it's wrong, including it's Autumn, it's just Autumn's morning. mother. What, yes, including Autumn's mother. Look at we segued right back into it. We did, she's there in her customary all black, being very rude to Maggie for literally no reason because Maggie has done absolutely nothing wrong to her. Yes, and she's just like, Hey, popped in, literally decided just this morning. Um, which, like, this mom, like just the way your daughter again at the drop of a hat Auden was kind of like hey I want to go stay with my dad for like all summer and the mom was just like okay which again it's on choice, and she has every right to go do that but the mom kind of was like whatever you're sleeping with a co-ed I don't care like right <laughs> she didn't even like seem to care and then she's maybe obviously they've talked on the phone we don't like see every second obviously of Auden's life in this book but They've talked on the phone probably a handful of times, but she mostly calls her to get dirt on her father. Like, it's not really to check in on Auden. It's to be like, your dad still sucks, right? And then she just pops in unannounced. And you don't get the vibe that it's like, oh, I'm just like so sad at home, empty nest system. I missed you. It's like, hey, just popped in because I want to like look down on your life. Like I want to look down on you and like the life that you chose this summer, basically. And it's like so infuriating. Yes. Yep. Like in even here, she's like, "I was desperate for an escape, but I seem to have brought foul mood and weather with me." And Maggie says, "Oh, don't worry about that. The rain's supposed to taper off tonight. Tomorrow will be gorgeous, perfect beach weather. You'll get that suntan yet." And in, in all Auden's mom does is look at her as if she's speaking in tongues. So with some rude ass facial expression, and doesn't acknowledge. Oh, she d- She says, "Well, won't that be nice?" Yeah, and I'm sure she, like, said it in, like, such a tone. I am just, like. She's definitely a Karen. And it's just, like, I went on this rant earlier this week because I've been dealing with a lot of fucking dickheads this week. And I'm, like, why can't you just, like, be nice when you are out in public? How hard is it? How hard is it? People. And I love when people are jerks, and they're just like, sorry, it's just like, I'm just blunt. I'm just yes. like that don't take it personally. And it's like, you could not be though, because I'm not like I wake up every day. And I cho- I could also just be a blunt dickhead. But I wake up every day. And I choose not to be because I remember that the person that I'm talking to is a, a fellow human being that also has feelings and maybe has God knows what going on at home that I don't know about. And like, I don't know, I just choose kindness, like you yeah. could do that, too. But it's like, sorry, I'm just I'm just like that, you know, and it's like, so try not to be I know like, they're like it's like some people are like I'm just from New York and I'm just like that kind of guy who just says these yeah. things it's their like, whole personality. And you're like, you could not say those things though.
1: You right. know that they're not like, okay. Would-
0: so why are you continuing and just saying it's your personality? Being a fucking asshole mm. is not a good personality, it's not a personality. Okay. Yeah, let's let's try on a new one. Yeah. Let's like just for funsies. <laughs> like let's try. See what happens if we don't act like that to other people. <laughs> But anyway, another feisty episode from Bethany and Mike Lan. this book just breaks it out on us, guys. I can't help it. I mean, how can it not? How can it not? How can it not? Not when you're dealing with these parents. They're insufferable. They are insufferable. So Auden's like, let's go out to eat. Um, So they, they leave... And she walks outside and she goes, oh, Auden, it's even worse than I expected. Um, She's like, I mean, I knew any business Heidi owned would probably not be to my sensibilities, but Booty Berry. And what about those Lolita-esque swimming bottoms? Are we packaging women to look like little girls now or little girls to look even more so in order to exploit their innocence? How can she be a woman and not to mention a mother and condone this sort of thing? I literally wrote Ooh. chill. Chill out. <laughs> she's one of those people who judges how moms dress and it's like, "You're a mother for God's sake." And it's like, "So you die the day you turn into a mother and you like can only wear mom clothes." Like what does that even mean? What does that even mean? She wouldn't she would judge anybody who dressed any sort of way that wasn't the way she dressed because she's like, yeah. Who isn't wearing, like, black turtlenecks and black slashes? She, like, thinks she's being empowering to women. But what she's actually doing is just continuing the patriarchy's narrative. And mm-hmm. you're not helping women here. You're just assimilating to what men want women to be. Exactly. Oops, no. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it with that here one. Here we go. Um, so then Auden, she says, Auden gives her, I like, she's like, and all that pink, it looks like a giant vagina in there. So what? We're having Vagina Christmas this vagina year. Christmas. Come at me. 2023, people. 2023, it's happening. Nobody has said anything in our comments about Vagina Christmas. I know, but Vagina <laughs> Christmas. And I really thought we would get a comment about, could someone please humor us and say something about Vagina Christmas to oh, us after this episode? Nice. Thank you so much. I'm starting to think nobody listened all the way to the end. <laughs> Yeah, did you listen all the way to the end? We get it. it was I all. mean, I get it if you don't, but my mom, at least I know my mom listens every week, the whole way through. So I'm gonna ask her about vagina Christmas. See if she's in. My friend told me she listens up until we start talking about the book. <laughs> she's just here for the chit chat in the beginning I was like, she's like I like it when you guys just shoot the yeah. shit and then once you actually get into what the podcast is supposed to be about I'm out Literally, <laughs> she's like I just listen until you talk about the books I'm like oh okay I mean at least you listen like, that's the I, yeah thank you for the listen we appreciate it and it, it, that's nice I mean she's missing some good content yes. but that's in a weird way flattering that it's just like she just like wants to hang out with us you know yeah. it's like meeting up with some friends have a little chit chat <laughs> i told her about some of our future plans and she was very interested so maybe we'll get her to listen to entire yes. episodes we'll see there's hope for her yeah it, it, is. Is. <laughs> it, it is. is we got this. this is now my goal to end twenty twenty three with her having listened to a full episode so there we go we got this <laughs> so um yeah she's like they so Auden tries to take her to the last chance, which of course her mother is like, no, I'm I will require at least tablecloths in a wine list. How is she raised? I wanna know. Like, does she come like, from money? Like, how can you be such right? a dickhead? The working class. I feel like she has to have, yeah, some kind of like old money or something on her family side. Yeah, she has to. Also, it's like She's also that person who orders something from the host, the poor host who's just trying to sit you at their table. They're not your server. And she's like, glass of Cabernet, please. And I was like, oh, you're that person. (laughs) Yeah. So then Auden gives her a couple compliments. She's like, she's actually a really good businesswoman. She's like killing it. Her business does really well. And her mom's just like, whatever, like brushes it off. Is like kind of annoyed by that, which is like, do, are you, a feminist or not? But honestly, like I'm, am sorry, like because everything you have uh, said so far this chapter leads me to believe not. Nah, nah. But okay. Ugh. Oh my god! So then she goes. She changes the subject. They start talking about school. Her mom's like, "How's reading going for the next year?" Auden's reading an econ book. I don't know why. Yeah, And then she's like, I don't know. I think it's going to be better for me to read this book when I'm taking the class, which like, yes, Agreed. of course. And then her mom tries to equate this to people not interpreting literature their own way. And it's like, that's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Literature has many different interpretations, depending on which lens you're looking at it from and depending on your own life experience. Econ, just econ. It's just a like, you don't really have to have your own thoughts or no. feelings on that one. I feel like also, again, her, her mother, what an enigma of a person, a proclaimed feminist who is probably the least feminist person I've ever met. And also someone who is in academia, who like hates college is kind of what yeah. I'm like, why why pay for college? She basically is like, you should do all this on your own and study on your own and read these books don't d- college is expensive people go into debt michael and i go on going a whole rant for y'all right now about her student loans okay <laughs> and, and like why pay for college if you just want your daughter to read the text just buy her textbooks then like why does she need to go to college? like are you not a professor do you not want people to learn from the college experience in classes like this whole rant she goes on to her was like so weird. She's like, when have I ever taught you to take another person's view on anything? And it's like, learning from a professor (laughs) is not taking someone's view. Like, you are a professor. Like, I don't like it's so weird. This whole thing. I was like, just buy her textbooks. Then I get like de is probably expensive. Like, and it's like, you want her to teach herself? Like, what (laughs) are you talking about? How is she supposed to it's something she doesn't know? Like, professors are experts in that field you go you learn from them and you're like oh yes i've learned this thing now like that's yeah it's you shouldn't need that too often i have students who are happy to just wait for me to explain to them that's your job (laughs) it's literally the job of a professor i don't like i don't this woman like i'm telling you i was like i'm so confused by you lady like what do you want in shakespeare's time you only had the text you know what else you had death from the common cold. Okay, let's yeah. relax so, on Shakespeare's it's time. It's probably better that we're not doing yeah. things the way that they did it in the old Billy Teased. You know what's great is we don't Billy dump T's. our <laughs> yes. shit in the street anymore. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah, that's really <laughs> helped uh, with the whole curve of disease thing. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <sighs> we're getting
0: it. yeah. I'm like, I've never heard someone who is a professor sound so against academia. <laughs> I know, it was really strange. And she's, she's something, I tell ya. So then Auden says that her mom pretty much gave up talk, like using her as a source of conversation and is instead just talking, giving her own monologue about her own life. And then they go outside. Oh, this part. They go outside <laughs> it's past eight the sun is setting and the sky is streaked with streaked with pink and her mother goes well look at that it's your favorite color this woman <laughs> i this woman like i what this is like something you're like your like middle school bully would say to you like this is the same <laughs> like this is like a middle school bully like like, behavior that she's enforcing on, mm-hmm, like, her mm-hmm. daughter. Like, this is your child. Yeah. She's not even in a... She's 18. Her frontal lobe's not even fully developed. And you're fucking talking to her like this? I know. She, it, it is on... It's a very schoolyard bully. Yes. You're 100% right. Like, that's... That is a fantastic comparison. And, yeah. I'm like, okay. Bully your own daughter. Like, what a weird... She's just, like, so petty. So and, petty. like, Auden basically is like calling her out she's like i agreed with heidi even a little bit and so now she's just like like i'm you know i might as well just be as bad as her which again they're they're, heidi is perfectly fine so right (laughs) but yeah it's like oh she's just being so petty and and like just mm. how condescending is it when she reaches over ruffles her hair and says me thinks you doth protest too much yep yep and also, what's wrong with liking pink? I, pink is a great effing color. Okay. I ordered the 1989 pink vinyl. Yeah. Andrew doesn't know that, but good, good news, he doesn't listen to my podcast. So, so, so he'll never know. Well, he'll know when it arrives, yeah. but like, you know, be like, he'll be like, oh. what a happy surprise. This just showed up. Like, where did this come from? I don't know. Yeah. So, Auden's like really not, not super chill on this. Um, she says, her mom goes, honey, it's fine. We all have our dirty little secrets. And which like, Auden doesn't even have any secrets. You're just being condescending. And then Auden looks over at the hotel pool and just happens to notice that same grad student. And she goes, I guess we do. And then Mm -hmm. she leaves um well she's her mom says well i'm sure you need to get back to your job it's just like she's so bitter yeah also her mom popped in for like basically sees her for like two hours because Auden's like a normal child who would like love and support from their parents is like oh you want to meet up for breakfast tomorrow we're heading out very early i couldn't possibly and it's like So you came into town to have dinner with her and, like, that's it? You can't possibly spend another spare moment with her? Mother of the year, An awful dinner. Rude and terrible and cold. Yeah. Not even even a good dinner. Right. You just came in town to insult her a few times and then leave. So she gets back to the store and she's, like, very upset. She's, like, about to cry, but she doesn't want to let anybody see you so she just kind of like quickly goes into the office back office the girls are talking about the kind of boys they like and and then yes this is when after work this is when she calls her mom to invite her to breakfast as kind of like a hey that was really shitty and awkward like let's leave on a good note and her mom like totally shuts her down she's like oh Darling, I'd love to, but I'm heading back very early. I feel this trip was ill-advised, to be honest. I forgot how much I dislike the beach. Everything is just so... Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, like, she doesn't even say, like, I love you or anything. They just say, like, goodbye and, like, hang, hang up the phone. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Like, it's like, this is so mean. So she says no kind of sentiment, no kind no. of nurturing. Nope. Nope. And like nope. all that's all audit wants. That's like, and that's all your yep. kid needs people. But anyway. mm-hmm. um, so she says, I shut my phone, d- then just sat there feeling that lump rise in my throat again. I'd always had to work so hard to keep my mother's interest, wrestling it away from her work, her colleagues, her students, my brother. I'd often wondered if it was ridiculous to feel this way. Clearly, though, my instincts have been right. Her attention was not only hard to come by, but entirely too easy to lose. That should not be how you feel about your mother. (laughs) You're doing something wrong here, Mom. (laughs) So then Auden is just like goes to the beach and like kind of disassociates because she's so sad and she just doesn't know what to do. And then Maggie pops up. And she's like, you seemed kind of sad today, so are you okay? And Auden's like, no, actually, I'm not. Or she says, I don't think I am, actually. And Maggie just sat down with her on the beach. And Auden says, instead, she gave me nothing but her company, realizing even before I did that this, in fact, was just what I needed. Look at that. I'm proud of Auden for kind of admitting that she needed someone because she's definitely the type of person who doesn't admit when she needs help. Yes. And I just think that that's really sweet of Maggie. And Maggie's a, a really good egg. She's a good person. And she's been taught her whole life like not to find connection with other women. So it's nice that she's right. doing it. Yes. At it. Chapter 8. Chapter 8, baby. baby. <laughs> so... They go, to, they're at the Gas Grow, which is like Colby's quick zip, I feel like. Um, they. hundred percent. That's the vibes, yes, yeah. They are debating on what kind of snacks to get. They call it the snack bang, I believe, which is where you have to decide how much the snack will fill you and also not or something. Yeah, how much, like, flavor and, like, fullness you'll get out of it, kind of. Like, how much snack bang are you going to get yes, out of snack it? snack bang, yes. <laughs> then Maggie says... Oh, we this is a flashback. So we're, we're back. They are at the gas grow, and then she's reflecting on her time at the beach. After a long time of right. not really talking, Maggie finally says, so your mom's kind of a badass, huh? And... She's like, yeah, I, I recognized her from my pamphlet from the U. Um, and Auden says, she's complex. It's not always easy being her daughter. And Maggie says, I think sometimes it's hard no matter whose daughter you are. And you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. I. Yeah, I liked that line. Because, again, I think, like. Okay, life is just hard, yeah. <laughs> no matter, like if you have good parents, bad parents, whatever, life is hard, but also like, yes, obviously if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, that is complicated, but like, you know, i I think we've discussed before about how, you know, like you shouldn't think that your parents are perfect people because no one is perfect. We're all human beings. And like, when you grow up, you realize that. Yeah. So I think even if you have a good relationship with your parents, like no one is perfect, like. Yeah you're always going to have some challenges, you know, when it comes to family dynamics, like you have to spend your entire life with these people. Like That's if there true. isn't some conflict that arises at some point, like, right, you know, you're doing it wrong probably. And like <laughs> you and your mom are from completely different generations. So there's always right, going to exactly. be like, there's always going to be like a miscommunication just like inherently because right, exactly. you weren't raised the same. But anyway, Mother daughter relationships are so fun and super easy to discuss <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly so um, then on the beach, uh Auden tries to clear up again, like Jake was nothing to me and and um Maggie's like, it's fine, like I you know he was that first the first love and the first guy who broke my heart. And I'm over it basically. And so Maggie invites her to the gas grow, and that is how we get back to the gas grow with the girls checking out the snacks. And this is when we find out about Snack Bang it's the amount of taste and sustenance you get from any given snack. So, like, sunflower seeds have very little, but beef jerky has tons. And honestly, like, I get it. I actually get that because when you're. I think that's a great explanation like that that picking that was I was like yeah that I get that and that sums it up I think and I feel like I think about that when I'm at the grocery store I'm like okay I could get fruit snacks for six dollars or I could get two bags of pita chips for six dollars pita chips probably because they're more filling yeah that's fair that is fair that is a better snack thing. Yes. Now, next time you're at your grocery store, that's what you'll think. You'll be like, mm, I'll get more snack bang out of pita chips. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love pita chips, by the way. But anyway, moving on. So yeah, Auden's like, I don't really get this. And she's like, the obsession with stores and snacks and analyzing every minute detail of every choice and pairing. And they are just like, I mean, we're headed out somewhere. You never know what's going to happen when you shop for supplies. It's like, Auden is... Has been like her childhood has been so fucked sh- up and like adultified or whatever that she's like can't even grasp like the smallest activity that, right <laughs> like the kids do together is like go to the convenience store and buy snacks, like yeah, and buy stuff. That's all, you and can it's just do like, it yeah, she's so I think like everything is just so planned yeah. in her life, you know what I mean? Like the fact of like. Like something like the fact that these girls every night are like, I don't know, what are we doing tonight? Uh, All right, so we'll go to the the gas grill, we'll get some snacks, and we'll like figure it out. Like that to her, I feel like is so unimaginable because like every little aspect of her life is just like, I get my textbooks before I even start college and I read them and these two hours every night I do this and then I go to the diner because I can't sleep and whatever. Like there's nothing unplanned about her life. So being like, yeah, sometimes you just grab some snacks because you don't know where the night's going to take you is like. Yeah, mind flowing for her. Yeah. <laughs> then they go to a house party, and this is Auden's like <laughs> first house party, which is excellent. Yeah. Um, love that for her, love it. They go inside, there's like a bunch of booze and everything, and then there's randomly like these beautiful pastries and cupcakes. And they're like, Oh, yeah, this is. <laughs> belissa's parents own sweet petite bakery this is her house her name is belissa what a great name <laughs> can i just say instantly when you name someone belissa i instantly could picture her. i was like yep i know yep. i know what this girl looks like i know her vibe and she does not disappoint she a thousand percent fits that vibe, yes 100 <laughs> percent so they're at the house um they are like Auden, get us the beers Auden has no idea how to use a keg and honestly neither do i if somebody was like get a beer from the keg what? i'd be like i do you have cans um and then eli pops out of nowhere and helps her and she kind of decides like She's going to talk to him because they're friends and she likes talking to him, Or they're starting to be friends and she likes talking to him. So she's kind of like right. teasing him. He's like bringing up the bike thing. Like you don't know how to ride a bike. That's kind of like their thing. And so then she's like, well, um, uh, she looks at the girls dancing on the like makeshift dance floor. And she's like, wow, that's a lot. Sometimes less is more. And... She says, which is not to say you shouldn't have one of her cupcakes. They look great. And he says, no, I'll pass. And she says, you know, if you don't know how to eat a cupcake, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Which is pretty funny, honestly. I'm like, well played. Yeah. well played. It's very well played. So in this scene, this is the thing that I was like, oh, Auden, sweetie, 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 sweetie. You have to, like, Colby is a small town. She has discussed that it's a small town and that everyone kind of seems to know everyone, whatever. And yet in this scene, she is filling in Eli. And I think it's just because she's like, I- I'm at my first party. I don't know how to use a keg. He just caught me. Dude, we're, you know, we're having a little flirty flirt, little banty bants. <laughs> and so, you know, Maggie just filled her in on the information of like, hey, this is Melissa, her parents on the bakery, yada, yada. So when she sees Eli eyeing the cupcakes, she starts explaining what the intel that she has learned from Maggie. And it's like, in what world did you think that Eli didn't know that? <laughs> I was like, everybody knows everyone in this town. She, of course, will very soon realize how well Belissa knows Eli. But I was like, girlfriend, like, why would you think that he wouldn't know that intel? I know. (laughs) It's kind of cute, honestly. Oh, bless her. Bless her. So then... So Maggie and, and Leah are looking at her wide-eyed this whole time that she's talking to Eli and Auden's like, why is she, why are they looking at us like that? That's so strange. And then she grabs and then Maggie grabs um, Auden's arm and pulls her out of the party. And it's like, abort, 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 abort. And they're like, <laughs> gotta get out. We gotta get out of here. Maybe we can avoid this, blah, blah, blah. And then they're outside. And she says, Miss Red Lipstick, Cupcake, less is not more, appeared, planting herself squarely in our path. She says, okay, what just happened in there, and who the hell is this? And (laughs) Maggie's like, Belissa, it's really nothing. And she's like, nothing? What's your name, Skank? And she's like, (laughs) Auden. Like, my name is also, again, (laughs) the use of Skank is so great. I'm like, oh, this is so, like, Two thousand and nine. Yes, yes. That. and our Auden starts to answer her, and honestly, like Auden is (laughs) my (laughs) sweet summer child. Yes, she's clueless here, but at the same time, I'm like, that's the perfect way to handle that. Honestly, like, right, like how, like that, because you're gonna make her look like an idiot if you just, you know what I mean. Like if you start explaining it, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Oh my God. So she's like, so Leah and Maggie are trying to talk Melissa down. She's like, she's not from here. She doesn't know anybody. She doesn't know anything. And she's like, Eli was smiling for God's sake, which is like, okay. Um, right. Um, okay. So the girls are just like, all right, listen, like, we'll go, like, just chill. And she's like, and I don't, I don't know who you are and I don't really care, but you better stay away from my boyfriend, especially when you're under my roof. Understood? And Auden just says, all right. And then she's like, get off my property. (laughs) And so then they they leave. And the girls are just like dumbstruck in the car. They're like, I can't believe you were responding to her like that. Like, this is so crazy. And then this is where Auden finds out that Belissa is Eli's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And also, they're like, um, she and Eli are broken up. He can talk to whoever he wants. And Leah says, But that's just the point. Eli doesn't talk to anyone ever. So why is he talking to her? And Auden says, Well, I don't know. He just does ever since this one night when I saw him riding his bike. And everybody's like really surprised. They're like, Wait, you saw Eli on his bike? What do you mean? And they're like, we need to know this story. And they're like, but first snack (laughs) bang, which is so cute. I love that. They're like girls night, but first snacks, but first snacks, which honestly, same. I get it. I totally get it. (sighs) Yeah. But first snacks. And then they get into the story about Eli and what's going on with him and why, Again, there's kind of been these whispers the other night when Maggie wanted to go to the jump park and Anna did show up and she talked to Eli and that's where he was like, you don't know how to ride a bike. (laughs) Um, They, there was like, oh, there's been whispers that Eli's going to ride tonight. So like, there's clearly Eli used to ride. Now he doesn't. What's the story, right? So we're about to get it. Let's dive in. So Maggie explains the whole thing. And she's like, if we're going to tell you about Eli, first we have to tell you about Abe. And so she talks about the fact that they were inseparable since kindergarten, the best of friends, totally different personalities. So Eli is kind of how he is now, like mysterious and, and quiet. And Abe was like life of the party, funny guy, you know, that kind of thing. The yin to his yang. And yeah, they just were really good friends. And I first of all, I just really love this because I'm just a sucker for platonic friendships. And we get to see in worlds. world. A lot of great strong female friendships which i love but i also think that like it's very like like guys are so weird (laughs) about friendships and it's just like really nice to see beautiful male friendships and the fact that like these two guys just like clearly grew up together and loved each other and like that's beautiful i love that so same nice to see that you know just friendships we love it platonic love is just as important as romantic love everybody yeah this is a really nice like. Um, male friendship to see I really did like this um, we also find out that they were like kind of professional BMX bikers yeah. Eli was going to go to the U but then he deferred because like they were getting paid to ride BMX which is pretty dope um, and then we find out that after one of their BMX events they are driving back from a party and a drunk driver ran a red light Eli was driving and Abe was killed, um, which is unbelievably tragic. I mean, oh, my God, for a thousand percent, just heavy, 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 especially the fact yeah. that Eli was driving. I'm sure he has like, yes, an abundance of survivor's guilt. Right. Which, again, like, he is 100% not at fault. Right. But I can 100% understand the survivor skill and just him, yeah, feeling. Ugh, that's just very sad. Very, very sad. Very sad. So, basically, ever since then, he's been, he doesn't ride bikes anymore. He's pretty antisocial. He's, like, just really not dealing very well. Um. He gave up all his sponsorships, he stopped riding, and he didn't even go to the U, he just got a job managing the bike st- shop, and that was it. Leah yeah. says, or so we thought, because he's <laughs> secretly riding his bike and Auden sees it. Hey. So then we find out Belissa, they dated since sophomore year, She stuck with him through the funeral and a couple of months after but eventually things just fell apart um apparently she dumped him which also this girl like the audacity to dump someone and then be like he's my boyfriend he's not like you broke up with him no. <laughs> Why he's not your boyfriend don't call him your boyfriend uh, exactly. please no it's also so funny when girls like get mad at other girls for like flirting with their boyfriends that they don't know is their boyfriend it's like well what yeah like how is she supposed to know that like Eli does know you and again I like Eli this is not me like trying to shit on him but Eli does know that it's your house and he does know that you guys dated but you're not going to be like hey Eli how dare you come up in my house and flirt with this girl you know that Auden is clearly not from here because you didn't know who she was from Adam so why would you think that she had that information like why would you automatically go after her and call her a skank right come on right use use your head there sweet pea right (laughs) exactly yeah the man is never to blame obviously it's always the woman obviously so that was her uh little crash course in colby drama yeah she now is is up to date on on what she missed on glee (laughs) hashtag colby version (laughs) hashtag colby's version she's like oh okay that's that's how that that happened Yeah, so you get to kind of learn about why Eli is sort of the way that he is right now. Why he's just kind of this guy who's kind of quietly lurking around. And why he also possibly is, you know, an insomniac like Auden is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then this is when when Maggie like reveals that she knows about the author Auden. Because she's like Mm -hmm. an English brainiac, basically. Yep. And here she says, it's what got me into Um, And I wrote, oh, snap! Because I, this is where I said earlier, I'm going to bring Book Smart into this. Um, of course, earlier in the book, Auden was all like, man, like, if only she used her brains for something important instead of this close information and stuff like that and it's like first of all she's clearly an excellent salesperson clearly excellent business minded so that is smart and there's nothing wrong about knowing things about clothes but also like how do you know that she doesn't use her brain for other things and oh she clearly does but Auden is 100 the girls the main characters from book smart who think that they're like the only smart people in their school and had no childhood and basically uh, honestly probably book smart <clears throat> oh sarah desmond is just yeah. <laughs> very similar to this and this definitely came out first but um yeah so like had you know no fun times in high school and then basically like The last when they graduate they decide to go like do a party because they never did a party and they look down on everyone they're very snooty and they're like oh like yeah all these people you know that went to parties and stuff like they're not and and, like every single person got into a good school and they're like why did i like why did i waste my time not doing these things and it's like yeah again people are multifaceted you can be into clothes and also know about poets and get into a very good school like it is not an impossible thing you can have a good time in high school and get into a good school like you don't it's, it's not either or you know like you can have both <laughs> i feel like you can also be a smart person and not necessarily academically smart and i'm just yes. saying that because i feel like I'm a smart person, but I got bad <laughs> grades, and I did not get into a good school, and I didn't do well in school until college. Honestly, yeah, and I feel like that's all like a very common thing that like people like people that succeed that do very well in college were not people who necessarily did very well, you know, in in school growing up and stuff, um, and vice versa. Yeah. There are people who are like these crazy perfectionists, and they get to college and just like they realized that they, it was anxiety all along. (laughs) And and then it just, uh, you know, like the pressure of not being perfect at something they're you know, just automatically they're like, Oh God, why try, why try. And they, you know, just give up or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And yeah. And there are people that, never go to college and are some of the smartest people I've ever met you know like that's not the end all be all of stuff and yeah I just think intelligence shouldn't be weighed one specific way like people are so many different types of smart in so many different types of ways so yeah yeah. and so many people are so different so many different types of stupid (laughs) (laughs) boy (laughs) ain't that the truth (laughs) And also Ooh. on the flip side, people can be real dumb in so many ways, a whole variety pack of ways. Then they're like, it's past midnight, we have to go home. And Auden's like, it's only midnight, I'm not gonna go home, basically. Yeah. And she starts walking back to the gas grow to get yet another cup of coffee. This woman, the woman, she's a kid. I this swear. girl must like job. shit constantly. <laughs> I don't know if she has time to get any of these textbooks read because she just has to be shitting constantly. I guess she's doing it on the old golden throne. She leaves the textbooks in the bathroom. In the bathroom. That's how she figures out that Walter White is the guy who sells meth. (laughs) That is where people tend to have their epiphany, bright, idea, light bulb moments. Yes, that is. (sighs) Oh, it was Auden, yes, who cracked that code. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that show just, like, lives in my brain permanently. (laughs) Right, brain. Warped me. It's changed me. Uh, Breaking Bad. It changed us all. Then she sees that Eli is at, Eli is at the bike shop. So she's like, you know what, I'll pop in and see him. And she does. And um, he says, let me guess, you wanna learn how to ride a bike? And she's like, no. And then she's like, I don't know, maybe you like wanted to talk or something. And he's like, you know, don't you? You now you know about Abe. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like that. He's like, I like talking to you because you didn't know and you didn't look at me like that and you weren't weird around me. Right. And Auden's like, you know what? I don't have to be weird around you, do I? And so she kind of like changes her tude and get comfortable with each other again. Yes. Late night shenanigans are about to begin. And I, for one, am here for it. Yeah, she says that um, she doesn't want to feel... She's like, I don't want to feel sorry for you because the truth is I'm angry at you and he's like what did I do and she's like you almost got my ass kicked tonight But <laughs> just like yeah true exactly he knew what the situation mm-hmm. was she didn't and so she explains to him what happened he's like she came after you and she's like she poked me in the chest and called me a skank <laughs> and meanwhile you're off eating cupcakes somewhere and I was like oh my god I love this <laughs> again Sarah always writing just like the cutest diner like I just mm-hmm. love the banter between all the couples like they're just always uh, adorable, and so yeah. So she kind of, you know, it could have gotten weird, and yeah, he was upset because he was like, "I like talking to you because you don't know, like you're not you're the only person in town who doesn't pity me. Like I can be normal." And so yeah, so she basically, like you said, is like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's keep doing that then." I like I can treat you exactly how I treated you before I knew this, and they decide to go off on a little late night adventure um because she's talking about you know how she's an insomniac and he's like yeah same z's and so he's asking her like what she does to pass the time at night and because obviously she's not riding a bike <laughs> <laughs> he just he just has to throw in that day and she says you know oh i i usually like read or drive around um I used to have like a diner back home, but here's the wheelhouse. Like the coffee's not good, and he's like, "Oh my god! Like you were going the wheelhouse? Like that's poison! What? Like what have you (laughs) been thinking? What have you been doing?" And he's like, "Okay, like I'm a local, I know where to take you." And she's like, "I googled, like how I've like looked around." And so he's like, "No, no, no! Like I, I got you. I, I can get you in." So Mm -hmm. they show up, and she makes a a astute observation. She's like, "This is not a restaurant." And he's like, I didn't say we're going to a restaurant. And as it turns out, it's a laundry mat that has a little kind of back room where Clyde, who we know from Clyde's Rides, um, owns a lot of businesses apparently in Cold He's a mogul. Just <laughs> a regular old mogul here. And he makes some good coffee and apparently even better pie. And Auden being Auden and not getting, like, the snack world that is Colby is just about to order just the coffee. And Eli is like, you got to get the pie. You, go- you have to get pie. <laughs> like, hello, bitch. Get in on this pie. Uh, and so Clyde tells them about what the flavors are. There's apple, there's razzleberry, there's rhubarb. And she ends up deciding to go with some apple pie. And she says that, um, first she drinks a little bit of coffee. Eli was right. This coffee is way better than what they were serving at the wheelhouse. And then she goes ahead and tries the pie and she's like, yeah, this is, this is some good stuff. And Eli says that Clyde takes pie very seriously. This is where he kind of explains to her who Clyde is and how he's this kind of local mogul. <laughs> <weird sense. laughs> and, um, and how Eli kind of helps him come up with the idea this little laundromat diner room thing, coffee and pie room, um, because you know he was coming in, they would sit down and eat snacks together, and he's like, "You should make this a thing," because Clyde has gotten into to cooking and baking. Yep. And they um, so they they finish off their their laun well Eli's laundry and their coffee and their pie, and then um. She's like, all right, the night is still young. What else you got? Which again, I know I've already shot on Auden's parents a lot and I will continue to do so. That is the hate spinnerbait promise. But seriously, she is out until like 4 or 5 a.m. every night and like they don't give it. Can you imagine when you were a teenager being like, what? No. Also, that's like not even legal because all young licensed drivers have a curfew per the state. And I'm all about anarchy, you know, <laughs> effing, 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 whatever. But also I'm uh, deep down a goody two shoes and my license that I had to be in by 11 and I was in by 11. <laughs> Love that for you and your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah, I, I think it, well, I guess she's 18 now at 18. I think you're allowed to like the curfew like it was like when you were 16 yeah. 17 um you had like the curfew per the state but yeah Just the government man i was trying to get you down <laughs> <laughs> damn government i don't even know if we had like i don't ever i don't man. recollect that being a rule in massachusetts but could have been you have to remember everyone that i came from the wild wild west of the swamplands of florida where <laughs> we make rules up about the dumbest shit <laughs> you can't say gay we probably aren't gonna be able to discuss periods soon in schools you know yeah we also tried to restrict children by what hours they were allowed to drive. i think it's a common thing though actually the curfews um for new licensed drivers but it might just be a florida thing because florida florida's gonna florida (laughs) florida's gonna florida i'm actually surprised that they had rules like that it seems very unflord of them i will also say something about living in the the bible belt i went to go get my hair done (laughs) (laughs) i went to go get my hair done today at downtown and i'm driving through the parking lot the the garage whatever and i drive by a man and he has a shirt on and there is (laughs) there is text on the entire shirt oh I bet there is. I bet there is. And it said, oh, "It said, <laughs> it said." Hold on, I wrote, I wrote it down exactly, and, and now I need to read it exactly. It's it. It's, it's you stay safe. I'll stay free. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> freedom like, like you can't take away my right you can't take away my freedom I would rather die of polio than not have freedoms <laughs> it's like what are you even saying I would rather die of a preventable disease than not have freedom okay <laughs> I'm not wearing my seatbelt because fuck you I'm gonna stay free you might freedom. want to protect your life and stay safe you might want to live a long life but you know what I want to live free and if i die free a preventable way that's just because of my freedoms it's like this is my freedoms obviously I just, obviously i literally was like i was dying laughing at that shirt i'm like that has got to be one of the dumbest anti-mask things i've ever seen yeah it's pretty great it's, it's pretty great. Like, wow. you say you stay safe i'll stay I'll free stay. like oh you don't wanna be safe okay america Like I, as a a human being, my, my first thing every day is like, wow, it's really hard to stay alive every day. There's so many challenges, but like, I'm gonna try my damnedest today. (laughs) And then the next day I wake up and I think the same thing. And (laughs) this, like my goal of every day is to stay safe, I guess, really, you know, like trying to stay alive every day. Don't you think safety and freedom should go hand in hand? I don't know. Just a thought. uh... I have gone on record many times on this podcast by saying I love the Southeast. I do. I will never live probably anywhere else in my life. This is, it's probably it for me mostly because I don't think I could handle being cold, (laughs) but I couldn't live anywhere. The climate will just not work for me, but Lord, does it test me sometimes. (laughs) And I think it's a, it's a wonderful place full of many, many wonderful people. And yeah, but mm. Sometimes it will test you. It will test you. <laughs> I think it's very strange. Again, speaking of weird, awkward situations that you can't get out of when you're in the service industry, very strange when you're serving a table and they're like, would you like to pray with us? Would you like us to pray for you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> actually, I'd really not like either of those things. Thank you so much for offering though. I'm going to, I'll be over here. <laughs> I always felt so weird too. So it's very common in the self for people to say like, have a blessed day, like be blessed or whatever. Yeah. But when I was in a queer relationship and people said that to me, it felt so pointed and rude. Mm. And like, so now I just, every time I hear it, I'm like, mm. <laughs> what are your like, what's, what are your intentions yeah. when you say yeah. that? <laughs> like, mm. yeah. I'm straight passing now, but I'm still like, eh. but I still, you're like, I still just don't feel comfortable. I'm not with that. comfortable. Thank oh, so that. much. What though. if I was like, thank you. I'm just going to start being like I have been manifesting while listening to Taylor Swift my lord and savior for your success. Like what like what? It's just fucking weird. Right? <laughs> what what Taylor Swift song would you like me to listen to for you? <laughs> oh, your bad. <laughs> like what if I went around saying that you know like people would be like that's weird but we can go around be like hey do you want to pray for you what would you like me to pray for you no no I wouldn't stop why why do you think that's okay to ask somebody no (laughs) you look like you're going through a time would you like me to listen to all too well for you I'll listen to all too I'll put that on I'll think of you (laughs) you (laughs) while I'm screaming all too well in my car the 10 minute version so it's
1: Ten Here minute is. version,
0: full ten minute version. I think you deserve it. It looks like it looks like you're going through a rough breakup. I'll do that for you. It's strange, oh. but anyway. <laughs> oh. Honestly, I'm just gonna start asking people what Taylor Swift song they'd like me to to, to listen to for them. I think I'm gonna do it. I no one can stop me. Just realized too, and Sarah Dessen's Friday fabulous five today she Mm. wrote that she had an uber driver who said something nice about god and sarah was like i'm not necessarily religious but that was really nice and it felt comforting and i'm like that can be true true yeah but there's every once in a while there are certain things people say and i'm like okay i don't feel like there's any malicious intent they weren't like being super preachy about it whatever and i'm like that was nice but then other times i'm like that was weird. And I did not like that. <laughs> that made me feel uncomfortable. Anyway, back to the book. <laughs> We've got on a whole tangent about <laughs> living in the Bible belt. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um... Oh, I look at this all started because I was like, I'm a good girl who follows curfew. <laughs> up there how do we get from point a to point I f i don't, don't know No, i could not even tell you but anyway her and eli are are he he knows how to stay awake at night yeah they go to a 24 hour park mart and he buys all sorts of um items that he needs like groceries and household things um Eli says if you're such a brain though how come you didn't know not to flirt with another girl's boyfriend in her own kitchen which is a brazen thing to say and Auden doesn't deny like they basically are admitting that they're flirting with each other like you're out in the middle of like all night with this person and you're like hey why why would you flirt with someone if you're such a smarty or whatever which is funny but also I was like they're calling it what it is which is flirting but like bold of the two of you to like be okay with admitting that you know (laughs) yeah I know I was like ooh this is cute yeah like she wasn't like oh my god no I wasn't flirting she was just like you know that was a lesson I didn't learn you know and I was like oh okay hey she's like I'm book smart not street smart and he's like I wouldn't exactly call Mm -hmm. Belissa street she gets her jeans dry cleaned (laughs) rich people (laughs) Oh, Eli's funny he is I like funny. It. <laughs> um, yeah so then she's like yeah I just missed a lot of things in high school um, socially and he's like well that's overrated and she's like well you can say that because you were popular and he was like okay yeah I was you're right he's like but he's like guilty as charged." <laughs> he's like you know what you're right I was popular what am I talking about Um, but he's like, it doesn't make a big difference in the long run. And she's like, I think it does blah, blah, blah. They kind of go back and forth. And then this is, I believe when they start deciding, like, or Eli starts deciding like, okay, well, we're going to start doing things you didn't get to do basically. Or is that the next chapter? Am I ahead? It kind of, well, she says, yeah, like she talks about some of the things that she's missed out on or whatever, and he says it's not too late. Like, they really go into it when they're at the bowling alley, which is the next chapter. Yes. But they kind of hear he tells her, um, you know, she was like, you know, you just said that, like, some of the things I missed were overrated. Like, so what's the point? And he was like, um, who says there has to be a point or a reason? Maybe it's just something you have to do. So this is kind of where he's like, I don't know. Like, th- like it's coming of age. Like, maybe you should do these things. So they haven't, like, really... He hasn't called it a quest yet. That'll that'll That's, come up yes, next, next, chapter, next chapter. But he's, like, kind of starting to drop hints that, like, we're leading yes, to that. Yes. Also, I like how he's, like, that doesn't have to have a point. It's, like, when she was, like, I don't understand why we're at the store getting right. snacks. And it's, like, well, what do you mean you don't We want snacks? So we're at the store. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's her whole hang up on a lot of things. It's like, what do you get out of this? What's the point to this? And it's like, sometimes there isn't one. And that is okay. It, the point is enjoying life. Like, <laughs> I, It sparks joy. That is the point of this. I, I just want to like, sometimes you don't get there isn't a greater meaning or a greater purpose out of it. Yeah, this is her mother speaking once again. Mm hmm. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. (laughs) So then they go to the gas, the gas grow again. Eli runs inside while um, uh, Auden stays in the car. And then who pulls up in the car next to, in this spot, a few spots down is the grad student and her mother. And her mother waits in the car Mm -hmm. as well. And... She can see when Eli walks out of the gas and grow that her mother is judging him. She can just tell. And so then he gets into the car and she just like turns away from her mom. And she says she might have still been watching when Eli got in the truck, shutting the door behind him. I didn't know because by then I'd already turned to face him, my back to her, unrecognizable. Just any girl nodding in reply as he asked if I was ready finally to go home. She's already turning away from her mother yes Auden continue yes. turn all the way go full, full 180 <laughs> full, if we could full 180 please and thanks cause yeah I'd like you to not be influenced by her anymore personally also as we've been recording now for two hours and probably this episode will be about close to that time <laughs> isn't it cute that we thought that we could get a third chapter in today ha ha uh-huh. Certain, like, but we were smart. 40 pages and we chapter. we were like, yeah, such a long chapter. So we're just gonna have to come hang out with us next week to hear about that. Or if you just like to hear the parts where we talk and don't listen to the book, that's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> different strokes for different yeah. folks, you know. We I learned from one of our Instagram followers that they don't like to listen to the Taylor Swift stuff. That's cool um again we would not go up to you and be like what taylor swift song would you like to listen to? <laughs> we would not ask you which era you identify more. with the most yeah we would we would not do that to you um so yeah everyone's got their own bits and bobs that they like to listen to and we'll we'll take you along for the ride But uh next week which whichever path you would like to go go down uh, and whatever, which are path you'd like to go down. I will I say we um, have some ideas for the future of the pod that might mm-hmm. cater to your interests more. If Sarah Dessen isn't quite, or reading in general isn't quite your thing, <laughs> so. But also, Thank if you. you are here for Sarah Dessen, that's not going away. No, obviously, well, obviously not everyone. This is what the premise of the pod, but yeah, we like to hear ourselves talk. So, yeah, might
1: as well keep doing it.
0: <laughs> if you haven't learned, <laughs> you might as well keep doing it about other things as well. Um, yes. So, yeah, so there you go. But yeah, if reading Sarah Dessen isn't your thing, we have stuff for you. If reading Sarah Dessen is your thing, we got stuff for you. We got stuff for everyone. stuff for the whole gang so join us next time where we have another unhinged conversation that lasts two hours yes please exactly we live for it and hopefully y'all enjoy it too and also if you listened all the way to the end of this whole entire two hours please comment vagina christmas (laughs) i want to know i want to know who's listening and who please let please If you it made fan. it this far, we want the vagina Christmas comment. We want the vagina Christmas. Yeah. You can please. censor it if you want. If you're more comfortable yeah. with that, you can just write maybe write we'll- Peach Pit Christmas. Whatever yes. floats your boat. Whatever. But floats your let boat. Let us know. Let us please. know. Just let it rip. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone as always please take care of yourselves please be well and yeah have a great week and if you're not having a great week which other swift song would you like me to listen to for <laughs> <you>? <laughs> okay